Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. Welcome to Clean Money. Thank you for joining with us today for another great episode of Clean Money, where we talk about making a difference in the world through our investments of time and resources. Uh, my guest today is Chris Vermeulen, who shares a different way of investing that doesn't use diversification or the buy and hold method. Um, I want you all to really listen to what Chris has to say, because it's very, very interesting, and it's something that I believe in wholeheartedly. In Chris's new book, Asset Revesting, how to exclusively hold assets rising in value, profit during bear markets, and continue building wealth in retirement. He explains why this approach is the way forward. He believes that investing should be about capital preservation first and growth second. By doing this, there will always be capital to invest and consistent account growth. With over 25 years of investment experience and data working with 20,000 self-directed investors, Chris is confident that this will become the new industry standard investment model. So join us as we walk to about this. We talk about this interesting and different perspective and how it can help us to live richer, happier, and a healthier retirement. Chris, thank you for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Sam. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you got to, if you could, just for our audience, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> so I have long, I mean, I don't want to drag out, make this long. So long story short is I got into the stock market uh, trading in high school. I got hooked on it and um, I've gone through the whole wheel of trading every style you possibly can from options to futures, to day trading, to scalping, to, uh, you know, you name it, all styles. And I also learned through that process, especially during a bear market, that fundamental trading, fundamental analysis doesn't really work. You can buy companies that are actually growing quarter after quarter, but if the stock market is going down, so is that stock. And so I learned at a very young age that uh, I was in my 20s uh, that you can't just invest on companies because they have growth. Uh, it's right. actually the share price. The only way we as investors, doesn't matter if it's real estate or a stock or a commodity, we need price to move in favor that we are positioned for, which is generally up, uh, although we can make money from falling prices. So I kind of navigated, did some searching. I came across technical analysis, which means we just look at really the price of, the, of an asset and we can identify through analysis, is it trending higher? Is it kind of nowhere and choppy or is it going lower? And so the style of investing that we, you and I are going to talk about, I call asset reinvesting, is because we're reinvesting our capital uh, into a different asset as it starts a new uptrend. We don't hold something if it's going sideways. We don't hold it if it's going down. And so we're just reinvesting our, our money into assets that are rising because I don't believe in holding things going down when we can clearly see that they're going down. Why would we hold them? Uh, so that's it from a very high level. And that is, that's, I'm, I'm called a technical trader. That's even my company name, just because we follow price. And if you follow price and manage your positions, your investments, uh, you can do very, very well without being like very active. You don't have to be aggressive. It's all about hitting a bunch of first, second base hits 
over and over consistently, you can build your wealth very quickly and you don't have to swing for the fences, trade individual stocks or companies and volatile commodities. Um, uh, so that's that's kind of it from a high level. It's all about protecting our capital. And um, and from there, we can we can grow our capital. Yeah, so this is very, um, very, very interesting. Uh, it seems very wise, but this is not common, right? So the the common wisdom out there is, um, and and I heard it all the time as you know, as a military guy, you know, hey, you guys need to put your investments, you know, when you're young and stuff that grows potentially, and then when you're older, put it all into bonds and stuff that that does not grow. Mm-hmm. And you just the goal when you're older is just to not lose everything. So that's everyone else says different. Yeah, there's there's what I call there's like the three big lies in the financial industry. The financial industry is built in a way that and marketed and everybody's trained in the industry to say and do the same things. If they say buy and hold, uh, they, they say technical analysis, they'll say they'll call it timing the market and they try and give it a huge, a very bad reputation, which you can't fully. I don't really believe in fully timing the market. We follow the market. We let the market turn a corner and then if there's confirming indicators and momentum behind it, we're like, okay, this is a strong trend starting. We're on board. Uh, but the, the major lies that the industry kind of tells you is like to diversify, diversify, diversify. And the reality is it doesn't matter if you own a thousand different stocks in your portfolio. To me, because I don't believe in diversification when it comes to this style of investing, if you own any stock, it doesn't matter what it is. That is one asset class. I like to, so it doesn't matter. The stock market is either going up, down, or sideways. And so the way that uh, you have to look at it is if the stock market's not going up, because think of it like the ocean, the tide is either going up or in a transition period or going down. Almost all stocks move with the underlying, the major market trend. So if it's a bull market, they're going up uh, and we don't want to hold them if they're going down. So I like to look at asset revesting, the style that we do is like we're like a surfer floating on the horizon just past the break and we're just sitting out there waiting. What are we waiting for? We're waiting for a clean set of waves to come in. And you can see when those waves are coming, they're bigger than the others, they have momentum behind them. And then think of those as different assets of money flowing through the financial system. We could say, okay, this is one of our favorite assets. It's highly liquid, it's low volatility. We you know, understand how it works. That's the wave I'm gonna paddle and get on. And the nice thing about when you're riding a strong wave is you also know when it's starting to get weaker, when it's about to break, and you can just carve out and get off that investment. And so, you know, there's, you know, diversification is uh, very dangerous. People buy a bunch of stocks and they think that uh, they're diversified. But when the stock market goes down, their entire portfolio goes down. Uh, Another one is, you know, people are told that bonds are a safe play, as you mentioned. Well, there's scenarios where stocks and bonds go down. In fact, bonds have sold off way more than the stock market has. I mean, long-term bonds are down like 40% uh, from the highs uh, back during COVID. So super dangerous. And that's just because people follow this blind old strategy is buy stocks and bonds, buy a bunch of different bonds and a bunch of different stocks and you'll be okay. That does not work. It's just a, an idea, but it's not actually managing your money. And uh, people, you know, buy into this buy and hold strategy and they think that, you know what, I'm just going to leave it. And if I hold on long enough, it'll be okay. And generally it is. Um, 
But the older you get, the closer to retirement you have, the more money you have, the riskier that strategy actually becomes because the markets are volatile. You can lose 30, 40, 50% of your money with this strategy. Uh, and if it happens at the wrong time, you might not get that money back if it's a, a five or 10 year kind of drawdown in the market and you need to withdraw money and uh, you do a lot of damage. And so, you know, the other big thing that they always say is to, um, you know, speak to a financial advisor to make sure the position's great for your, you know, portfolio, your situation. And I mean, I deal with a lot of financial advisors and they say, you know, diversify, buy all this, just hold. I mean, to me, that is watching somebody's wealth vanish. Uh, is doesn't I don't think that's good for anyone's portfolio. So I don't believe in that. I I believe we can step out of the stock market and we can move to another asset. It could be bonds. It could be a currency. It could be a cash position. Uh, I mean, it could be real estate. You can you move around. There's a lot of different assets. You don't have to just diversify into one asset, buy a bunch of stocks, and think you're diversified. So uh, that's kind of you know the, the big myths is is that you need to follow them. You need to do nothing. Um, and you need to spread your money out through all the same asset, which is pretty dangerous. I, I, I find this conversation already super interesting because, uh, I used to think like you're taught, go talk to a financial advisor. They will help you, right? Make money. And I go to a financial advisor when I'm, uh, um, later on in my, my military career, I go to a financial advisor and I spend the next like three hours listening to them try and sell me life insurance mm -hmm. uh, that they make a profit from. And I'm just thinking to myself, I came in here to grow my investment dollars and you want me to buy life insurance, which life insurance is, is important, right? There's lots of different ways to create life insurance. You could buy an asset and put that on your books that that goes to your family and they can sell it, right? You can use leverage mm -hmm. like. There's all, all different types of ways. And then when it came to actually growing my investment, oh, you're 40 something years old. You want to put it across, you know, bonds and, you know, government style securities that are low income and blah, blah, blah. And I walked away thinking, what a waste. You know, I nothing there that really grows, grows my value, grows my investment, grows my wealth. And I have to buy you know, pay 1200 bucks a month for a health uh, life insurance plan that, you know, a big portion of that just goes to the financial advisor. So I just went there to get sold something. I didn't go, I didn't want to go there to get sold. I wanted to go there and grow. Grow. Yeah. Not spend. Not yeah. spend. I know it's, it's, it's a, it's a tough market. I mean, the lot, people just lack the understanding. There's, it, it seems like a complex space once you live and breathe it, it's actually not that complex, but the problem is everybody's stuck in that beginner phase. They think they don't know much and a lot of them don't know much, but they're just guided down the wrong path and they're sold things. And they're, if, if you went to almost anyone who has a financial advisor and, and ask those people to go to their advisor and say, you know, how much could I lose with the way my money's invested? If we go through a really bad bear market, like 2008 or the 2000 tech bubble, they're never really told that they could lose 50 to 85% of their account. Like the tech bubble was, it took 16 years for the NASDAQ to come back, 12 years for the uh, S&P 500 to come back. It was a bloodbath. And if you're close to retirement, that's the last thing you want to do is lose all your money and then need to withdraw it. And you're going to be scared to live. And I mean, we work our lives off so we can retire and go do our bucket list adventures and stuff like that. 
Uh, but if if the average investor went to their advisor and said, how much could I lose if we have a huge market correction? And they'll be like, oh, you could lose maybe 40, 50%. Almost everyone would be like, there's no way I want this strategy. Get me out of this. Yeah, but absolutely. They're totally blind. They're like cattle getting pushed through the system. And because everyone else is doing it and everyone they talk to says, yeah, I got the same thing. I'm losing money too. They feel like it's the norm. Well, it is the norm, but it's not safe. It's not a healthy investing style. It's not safe. It is not healthy. Um, when I think of clean money, so the whole point of this podcast is to talk about, you know, the ways that we impact lives and improve lives. And the way that that system is set up, same like the 401k, it's just a super false sense of hope. It's built and premised on lies. Like the best way to invest is not give your money to a financial advisor. No offense, financial advisors. If you're beyond this and you're doing better, fantastic. Please, thank you. Please help people make money, not just sell them life insurance um, so you can make money. So, you know, if we're going to grow impact, we're going to grow our wealth and leave a legacy that doesn't vanish because the Federal Reserve decides to raise rates 500% in one year and destroy the economy, right? It's like if, if a political decision out there could destroy your wealth or a spook in the market because of Bakeman Freed or something like that, like that destroys your wealth, all of your savings, all of your life, because you listen to one mainstream idea of how to do things. And the more I'm in here, the more I just realize that, you know, in as a professional investor, which I am now, the more I'm a professional investor longer, the more I realize that that stuff is just bogus. It is so bogus. It's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch and see. And I mean, I deal with thousands of investors and, you know, the calls that I get on and, and these people say how much they've lost, you know, uh, from their advisors. He's like, I have five advisors on my account and I've lost $750,000 this year. And he's like, it makes no sense. I don't know what I'm paying for. People, I mean, these people are not only angry, but they're devastated. They're shocked. They can't believe it. Um, you know, here they think they're in such great hands and, uh, it, that that's the whole reason why I'm trying to share the strategy that I do because it's a very low volatility, meaning, you know, our biggest drawdown on our investments is less than 6%. Well, the stock market, you know, can go 40, 50, 70, 85%, depending on the index. Even the a diversified portfolio with stocks and bonds is down like, you know, 40%. It, it can. Um, so I'm trying to share a way that say, listen, not only can you, preserve your capital with very low volatility, but you can continue to grow it at a much faster pace. So through the stock market every year, there's about five to 12 sets of waves that roll through the financial system. And it's not very much to a uh, passive investor with an advisor. They'll be like, wow, that's, that's active trading. I don't want to trade that much. And then to an active trader, they're like, well, there's not enough trades. I'll never make any money. So yeah. I'm in this sweet spot where actually nobody was really that you know, keen on it because it's not exciting enough for an active trader and the passive investor who's just committed to the invest, the, like an investment advisor, they're like, well, that's really active. It sounds risky. And of course it'll be downsold by any advisor saying, oh, you don't want to get active like that. Yeah. So I do this, this sweet spot. And um, if we can hit five to 12 trades where we make one, two, 3% growth, each trade on our portfolio, we can just hit these one, two, three base hits consistently and they could last a couple of weeks. They could last eight months. It really depends on something. But our entire account is just consistently growing. 
and it's very, it's managed. So when we hit price targets, we scale out of positions. We move our capital to an ETF, which is an exchange traded fund that pays us a daily interest. So we're still earning interest and growing our account. The, the money we've stepped aside to protect and lock in gains. And it's such a, a, a comfortable strategy. People who move to this uh, go, oh my gosh, it's like a breath of fresh air. We, we can see days out if we're going to probably have a new buy signal, if we're going to have a hit a target potentially, if we need to hit it, get our uh, protective stop moved out. It's nice because now people have a game plan. They know what they're looking for. Um, I kind of walk people through the markets with you know daily or, or weekly videos and people feel totally connected with their money. They know what's going on. You know, when you weed out the the news and the Fed and all that stuff, suddenly you're like, all we got to do is follow price. We got to gauge on what's going on. And people feel for the first time comfortable. And especially when the markets collapse and, you know, they see the, the moves we move into because we can move into like the US dollar index. It's an ETF. And it goes up in value. It's one of the strongest assets in 2022 well everything else was falling we went into the one of the slowest moving assets which is the dollar index and we just rode that higher and it was a low volatility play while the stock market was off the rails volatile and dropping 25 percent. we were just chugging our way up hitting new highs with our accounts you know month after month it, people are blown away and um you don't have to be a technical trader you don't know how to trade to don't have to know how to trade to do this stuff because um, you can have it auto-traded. Like we provide free auto-trading. So it's almost like having an advisor manage your money and it can be executed in your own brokerage account. I don't manage money, neither does my company, but you can have this strategy implemented as a passive income stream for a portion of your capital and take advantage of this. And uh, that's the exciting part. And people will call in and they'll be like, I was so scared to check my account after the, you know, a week of selling in the stock market. And they're like, our account was making new highs. They're like, this is unbelievable. They're like, I've never experienced, I didn't even know this was possible. So <laughs> that is what I'm trying to share with people is like, listen, we can not only protect, but we can move to assets that are benefiting from chaos. And when people are moving out of every other asset, the dollar could be going up. It could be ramping up as people liquidate and, and stuff. So as you were saying, I'm trying to help as many people as possible because I believe we're in one of those stages where most people have the most wealth they've ever had. We just had a bubble in like every asset class. And uh, a lot of people are, there's a huge baby boomer wave. As we know, they're close to retirement. They're retired. They have a ton of capital. They do not want to lose 30, 40, 50% of it. And, and, you know, literally be walking into retirement and then be like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can, I should go on this trip. I feel really nervous. So I'm trying to protect everyone and, uh, and do it in a way that is, as you say, I call it, it's like clean money, right? It's, yeah. it's a logical kind of proven way to just walk through the markets using logic, technical analysis, money management. We actually manage our money, our positions, mm -hmm. not just, you know, sit there because the buy and hold is an extreme. You do nothing, you throw it in, you leave it. That is an extreme. Active traders, it's proven 97% of active traders who trade for a year or longer lose money, even during a bull market. So if you have, as we know, if you do anything to the extreme, nothing or a ton of something, it can be very dangerous. It can pay off, but they are dangerous. And I kind of found the sweet spot in the middle. Let's identify beautiful flows of money through asset classes, hop on those trends, get in, ride it up, bail out and move on for the wait for that next trade. So that's the whole thing I'm trying to do is make it 
consistent, low volatility, low emotion. And stock markets investing can be super emotional. And that's mostly what I manage with investors is I, I try to mentally prepare them. Expect this to happen or these scenarios. And no matter what of these three scenarios happen, this is what we're going to do. This is how our positions will be managed. So there are no huge shock and awes and you know frustration. It's like, yeah, we knew that was a possibility that ended up happening. We're out of that trade or you know, we hit our targets, whatever it could be. And managing the mental aspect of it, the emotional side is actually 95% of the game. Um, I can help people all I want. And then people decide to skip trades or not get out of a trade or say, well, why do I want to take partial profits? You know, we're, we're, we're making money. Why would I get out? But there's reasons why we have to do this. There's statistical analysis, there's cycles, there's flows. Um, but when people start to trump and, and move away from rules and, and managing money, that's when everything falls apart. That's it. That's it. We have, um, I, we've learned, you know, that, the people that really know what they're doing, who have that experience can make great choices all day long. They're still going to make mistakes, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's <laughs> easy to do, right? But the mistakes generally get smaller and they become more infrequent um, as people become more and more experienced in the space, particularly if they've been through more than one downturn. Um, we use lessons that I learned in the 2008 crash in real estate to help um, make sure our portfolio was good to go in, you know, all the time. So when the market went nutso or when, you know, when the feds went crazy and we're trying to destroy America with interest rates, um, the, uh, you know, we of our 20 something projects, we only had two that had variable rate debt. Um, and one of those was with an institutional partner, Harvard MBAs, those types, and they're the ones who are like, no, we're not getting a rate cap. Never in history have we needed, you know, as rates mm -hmm. got over 2% up in a year, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I just kept thinking, you know, this is antithesis to the way I do business, but I'll default to your guys's, yeah. you know, uh, you know yeah, books. It's tough. It's, yeah. Yeah. I've I've invested in a lot of different companies and the only one that I took a bloodbath on was one's a bunch of guys that were in Harvard and they had raised, uh, we helped, we raised several million dollars, launched a company and they literally went off the deep end thinking they knew everything. They were fresh out of school, had no business experience. I'm like, we can't do this. Like you guys can't do this. And yeah. it, we lost everything. And it's so frustrating because there was this massive ego on all of them. They paid themselves these ridiculous salaries. Of course, there's too many of them. So I couldn't overpower anybody. And it's so frustrating that, uh, you know, I'll take somebody who's learned from School of Hard Knocks. That's me. I've started businesses, healthcare businesses, sold them off, built networks. I've done all kinds of different stuff. And I have, um, I, I went to business school. So I also have a background in it, but yeah. uh, I'll take anybody who's willing to adapt and change, pivot and shift. They have true grit, willing to overcome. They look for an obstacle and they're like, how do we come over this versus other people who just think, oh, we'll find a way. We're good. We'll, we'll, we'll bash through it. Like, and they don't, they give up and they, and they try pushing and they're keeping the same direction. It's not working. Right. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it, I found once you know what you're doing, your best is just listen to yourself, do your thing. You have to have strategies and systems in place. 
And uh, like I stopped watching the news over 10 years ago. I don't read anyone else's opinions on the markets. I do get a lot of them sent to me almost every day from members. You should read this. You should check this. I might take a quick glance, but it's so easy to get derailed with someone else's opinion. And I have learned even experts uh, for a lot of different stuff. I keep hiring them to to help with other things. And you realize, wow, these really aren't experts. I'm really yeah. better than that. And we're in this bubble phase of influencers and experts that really they might be some of them might be influencers but they're not an expert and the right. experts you hire you're like ah, i could have done way better i knew what i should have done you guys took me off course same thing that you've had right and right. Uh, that's a nice thing is as the more we invest and in, in mature in in our space of whatever it is we do you learned you are you are the expert and you know yeah. your situation better than anyone else and you should follow that you got to follow your gut. And every time that we've, we've derailed or we've had a deal go sideways, it's because we either took on a partner and I, and I defaulted to them instead of defaulting to like what I know, like we, we started when it was just, you know, us and doing exactly what I knew to do. Every one of those deals knocked it out of the park, made money. Anytime it was taken on a partner. All right. You know, we can do it that way. I don't recommend it, but we can do it that way. And it's just like, why didn't why? I just say no? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't I just say no? Um, it's all learning curves, right? It's uh, yeah. it's how quickly do you adapt and 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 correct. It's part of the journey. I mean, it is, you, you can't have wins without losses. You need usually a lot of losses to get to the wins unless you hire and learn early. So, so your, yeah. your losses, when you start out are small, as you become a bigger investor, you definitely don't want any big losses. Yeah. We, we had the unfortunate, I've had a lot of ex, uh, experience this year talking with investors who, you know, we're, we're in a deal on it. There's a little bit of trouble. The lender, you know, becomes um, illiquid and the lender has problems. What do you do on a real estate deal when your lender uh, starts looking at the bankruptcy as their primary option to win? Um, and you're like, Hmm, this is a problem. All right. Mm -hmm. um, but talking to investors through that and, you know, we preserve assets, we preserve capital. Um, we're still moving forward. It's like, you know, hearing them say, oh, I just lost a hundred thousand dollars on this deal. I just lost, you know, X amount of money on this deal and this deal, the part, you know, the team lost $7 million in, of investor cash. And I just think, oh, this deal, they lost $30 million of investor capital. And you're just, uh, it, it, so many people get caught up in these bubbles, right? Like, uh, I think real estate is going to be, I own a lot of real estate. I have self-storage and multifamily myself because yeah. they really are the passive income for life. They're like cash flow forever. And your yeah. asset core just keeps going up. I, I, I absolutely love it. But I don't, unless you find a killer deal, which is very hard and rare right now, everything is overpriced. We need a financial reset, which I think is coming very close. It could be 2024. Um, stock markets could go into a massive down spiral. Uh, there's ways to make a lot of money from it. Stocks fall about seven times faster than they rise. So there's some huge opportunity around the corner. Real yeah. estate is a little delayed. It, I mean, I already think it's it's stalled out uh, in most places. We're seeing record amounts of um, multifamily permits going through. And if you go yeah. back and look at multifamily permits, it's like the last it's the last wave of real estate that there's money left in it. It's the most efficient, cost efficient to build. And that's every time we've seen a spike in that, we've seen a recession afterwards and we're in that phase. So people who, um, 
you know, have a lot of real estate, which you do and, and I do, uh, we've probably paid fair value. We've had them for a long time. There's no issues with them. We just ride it out and we preserve our capital so that when the next reset hits, we can go and actually pick the property we want versus having to take the only one available. And uh, I've got some amazing goals and dreams I want to do for my next wave of investment properties, which I'm super excited for. But I still think we're actually a couple of years away from killer buys in the markets, at least in Canada. We've got, um, you know, in the States, you guys can lock up your your rates for like 10, 20, 30 years. In Canada, it's like three and five years. So for example, next year, um, I was talking with a guy, he's like, Uh, driving me home. I was getting my truck serviced. He was giving me a ride. He's like, Hey, do you need to buy a house? I'm like, not really. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, well, I need to sell mine. He goes, we're coming up. Our three-year mortgage is coming up. We're we're going from a 1.9% rate to a 6% rate in April. I don't even make enough per month to pay for the new mortgage rate. And they're probably not even going to approve me because I don't make enough. And so this is the three-wave COVID bubble about to hit Canada. The five-year is actually the more, the biggest one. So year four, when people realize, oh my gosh, I can't afford my house when it comes up next year, there's Canada is just going to be like the ultimate real estate buy. You're going to be able to buy, knock on wood, everything we want to buy uh, and have beautiful properties and facelift them, make them beautiful. I want to, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts earlier and uh, you're just talking about how you want to, you know, make it so it's enjoyable. Everybody has a better lifestyle and, and yeah. all that stuff. And so that's what I, one of the things I wanted to do is I want to take a multifamily building or a small apartment. I want to have like um, almost like a startup incubator. I want to have it. Yeah. So there's like a shop. If you've got inv- inventions and ideas, I'm big into building inventing and, and things like that. Um, you can go in and we've got the whole tools set up inside. There's like a hall that if somebody every, you know, once a week, somebody wants to cook a meal for, for the building and have like a, their own mini kind of restaurants, really just a gathering. Um, yeah. Everybody can do that. There can be live music. It's like a hub of entrepreneurs and startup people. Maybe people come in for two months where we build their prototypes, build out their business plans to bring it to market. Uh, that's what I love. It's what I'm really good at and really passionate about. I'm working on some inventions right now with people and helping teens. So I want to just create this awesome you know, multifamily hub and it would be like all people working a little business room, you know, yeah. co-office. Co- so uh, I, that time will come in a few years. Um, so I'm really excited about all that stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll spill the beans a little bit. We've been talking about that ourselves and how do we, you know, create that space. And there's a few folks out there who are doing something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather than t- converting, you know, office buildings into apartments, uh, you can you could convert them into incubators with really big open spaces. Um, yeah. Because there's significant engineering and other issues converting a big office building into apartments, for example. But... Yeah. If you're leaving big open spaces and you have it's an incubator, it's a hub where people can work and live and eat, um, that's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, adding some education on you know entrepreneurship and you know you can really you talk about fast forwarding the future. You can really fast forward the future where people are allowed you know or have a space to chase their ideas. For sure, yeah, it's a little mini Silicon Valley. <laughs> yeah, but all over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, man, it, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I love your um, vivacious vitality. You know, just the, your your desire to really help people stop doing 
what everyone else says to do because they don't know any better. There's a better way to invest, preserve capital, to grow. That's just amazing. Tell me uh, or tell us if you could, you know, just a personal story, if you have one of, of someone who is, who has been changed by this, by what you teach. Yeah. So there was uh, one of our members, he wrote me, uh, I think it was very big early this year, or late last year. Anyways, 2022 was a terrible year in the stock and bond market. He's a big investor and uh, the stock market had gone down. Our account had held its ground and continued to move higher. We had about a, a 30% spread from the stock market being down. It was a huge difference. He wrote in saying, listen, he said, I have, he lives out in the country. He says, I've been coveting this play, this property beside my my property. It's 40 acres, has a beautiful river through it. It connects across to another main road. He says, I've wanted this my entire life. I've lived here. It is like the ultimate piece of property that completes my property. He goes, I was able to buy it and it's a dream come true. And there, he's like, there's no way I would have been able to buy it if I lost 25% of my portfolio this year, which everyone else did. And he was just like, you know, this is the difference between protecting your capital and being able to live your dream, buy the properties you want and and do all that stuff. And he was just shocked and blown away with the power of if you actually manage your money and have logic and rules behind it, you can do exceptionally well and you can avoid the chaos. And, um, you know, everyone else he knows, you know, is losing their shirts. And he's like, I went out and I bought my dream property, which is just absolutely crazy. And, uh, and that's what a lot of people say, like, they just cannot believe that we can, you know, avoid market collapses and corrections and even make money during those times. They're like, how do we do this? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, anyways, that's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. That's incredible. Uh, and it's a good reminder all the way down to the, it's, it's at the human level where this all really matters. Um, who we are, you know, what we're able to accomplish when um, we're not stressed out or beaten up. We don't lose all of our money. We have a future. We have strength, financial strength um, to go into retirement or just to live or to pass on a legacy. Now he has a legacy of land, a beautiful piece of land, his dream property that he can pass on to his, his, mm -hmm. you know, descendants or, you know, use that. And if worse comes to worse, he has assets that he can sell to, to live. Um, yeah. what a, yeah. Incredible. So where can it, it yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just saying it, it's, it's so great to see changes. So I, I helped uh, start a, a fundraising group called the hundred men who care in our area. And so we have a hundred men, we donate $100 each multiple times a year, and we raise $10,000 in 60 minutes. And we have three charities come in, do like an eight-minute talk, and explain how our 10000 would help their charity and their people. And um, it is the most rewarding hour ever because they come in, they share everything, and then all the guys take a poker chip and put it in one of the three bowls to, to vote on who, who they thought had the best presentation, who needs it the most, and then they end up getting the money. And then the next meeting we have, they come back who won and they tell us what they've done and the changes. And it, I mean, it's hard not to cry to see some of these, um, these homes and children and women that it's helping. And, and it's just, it's so touching. It's such an, uh, an energy boost and watching these people watch this change. Right. And 
Um, some of them are like the, the, what is the the last one? It's the last wish or something final wish. It's people who are more or less on their deathbed kids or adults who have, you know, they only have a few months left and the money goes towards one of the dreams they wish they could do before they died. It's super touching. It's hard not to cry and see what these kids or these people have experienced, you know, at the most difficult time of their life and how happy they are. So I'm, I mean, we do a lot of different charity and fundraising, even through my company and stuff. It's, um, I, I want to help people. That's the whole reason why I'm here with you. I'm trying to share a way that you can get away from the rat race. And I just came back last night from a, uh, an overnight camp with my son, with his school. And oh. so the kids all learned he's 11 years old. They all learned how to read a map. It was a three hour adventure through 340 acres. They didn't do the full 340, but, um, they had all these different things they had to find and get stamps. And, uh, they learned to, to orienteer and my son ended up winning which was unbelievable because uh, he, I, as soon as I showed him how to read the map a little bit, once he got going, he was gone. I saw him at the end, him and his partner got the most points. And um, I was watching other groups of kids go down the trail. Cause I was kind of one of the people to make sure nobody gets lost in the deep, dark yeah. woods. Um, I'd watch two different groups come up and they'd be like, I'm here, I'm here. And a bunch of people would go down one path, which I knew was the wrong way. And then other people would be like, but the map shows we should go this way. And then, just the pure pressure people are like no no it's this way and because there's a bunch of people running down the wrong path no the smart people who are like no but it should be this way they end up following the group and yeah. they go to the buy and hold and the old style of investing ways like <laughs> it's just amazing how when you see the herd going you feel like you're now wrong and you should go their way too and yeah. that's what i'm trying to get people away from be yourself do what you think is right and you your best to question everything, ask the risks. Most people don't know the risks that they're truly investing. If you ask your advisor, most people are going to be shocked. So follow. You're the only one who's going to protect your money the way you want it protected. Uh, so it's worth putting a little bit of time and effort to, to make sure you don't follow the herd. If the herd's going that way, it's actually probably the wrong way. <laughs> so yeah. be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful. I Just thinking about the um, times of my life where I've, known like we even talked about it like where you know you should go left but you go right because everyone else is going right and uh you know we all say don't follow the herd but then we all follow the herd it's human nature yeah and uh thank you for being one of the the game changers one of those who go and do it differently um we all have experiences but poor, bad experiences some of us we don't we learn from it but we don't learn to change and go a separate direction. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. How can our um, listeners uh, find you? Sure. Yeah. They can go to my website, which is the technical traders.com. I've got a, a free newsletter. You can get on that and get some of my, my videos and watch me walk through the charts and explain stuff. Super educational. Even if you don't want to learn, you're going to just naturally learn. You're probably going to get drawn into the videos because it's pretty neat to see how and why the markets are moving and where they're likely to go. And um, uh, if they're interested in my ETF trading and, or investing signals, they can you know, subscribe there and they can follow along what I do. Every trade that goes on um, for our asset investing strategy is stuff I trade. I really just do this to manage my own money. And so I share what I do. So it's not like I'm firing off trades just to satisfy traders. These are like actually positions I'm putting my money into. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's no fluff. There's no hype. Um, 
my style is slow. People are like, it's like watching paint dry, but it works. Uh, so, you know, it's <laughs> time can't. is money. It's not yeah. about doing a lot of trades. It's about being in the right positions and letting them mature and then moving on to the next, the next, uh, position after that. So it's, right. uh, it's slow and comfortable, a, slow and comfortable. It's not a reality show. We're not, you know, on survivor. We're not watching the Kardashians. We're not looking for the drama. <laughs> We want to grow wealth and and uh, and be able to do it, make a difference because of it. So, I'm I'll check that out. I'll be on. I'm already on your website. Um, I'm going to sign up myself, and I highly recommend you know everyone to do so as well because anytime you have somebody who's been really successful, who consistently performs, uh, and who's who has that grit and determination, who's lost, I always know if I'm talking to somebody who's lost a lot. And it's now successful. I'm like that one, right? Yeah. They're the ones um, that you can trust. So thanks. Thank you, Chris, so much for being on the show. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Sam. We'll, uh, we'll put the links to, to you, your website, your uh, socials in the show notes and uh, any parting words for our, our audience. No, I, I just say, um, you know, be, be who you want to be, do what you love and you know, the money will follow and protect your capital. You're the only one who's going to protect it. So question what your money is being used for and who you're investing with for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. All right. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to clean money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. We are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in making your investing matter, please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com. Or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells underscore Samuel, on Instagram at Clean Money Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter.